have you guys seen so there's a i guess there's a support article on the <laughs> apple site that it yes. walks you through adding new yes friends. i have next item <laughs> Go on. sorry <laughs> okay we can we can move on that's cool <laughs> Uh, you are referring to the Apple uh, Watch support page that has that talks about the different friends screens you can have, and yes. if you read it, yes, it rickrolls you. It says never going to give you up, yes. except it spells you incorrectly. Well, you know, <laughs> nobody's. There's perfect. only so many. You can only because you only can have so many friends <laughs> around the circle. <laughs> Well, it would have given away it would have given why. away the joke if the last one had just said P with an exclamation point after it. <laughs> and you know, it's it's uh, as um as others have pointed out, they uh they do uh, Apple has rickrolled more than once in its history. What? Multiple um, rickrolls. Explain the, yourself. In the con- there's a use control center on your iPhone, iPad and iPod touch support article. Where when they're in control center, the song that is paused is never going to give you up. Nice. Nice. Ah. And uh, I'm I'm chatting it to both of you right now. And then uh, apparently, and this this one I only found out from The Verge. I remembered the control center one because I was like, I'm pretty sure they did this before and I found it. But The Verge did a story on all the times that Apple has rickrolled us. And they said that in Apple's... (laughs) Because journalism. Right. In Apple's uh, YouTube app... Uh, change notes in iOS 6 beta 4 it said as of iOS 6 embedded YouTube URLs in the form of and then a giant YouTube URL will no longer work uh, and the URL that they used for their example was yeah. Rick Astley and, and you know never forget the time that Steve Jobs introduced musical guest <laughs> Kanye West at an Apple event and then Rick Astley came out instead and played never gonna give you up that did not happen. I'm that sorry. I'm happen. sorry for lying to all of you. <laughs> but let's let's take a quick break for our first advertiser. And then Dan, right here is where you're going to insert "Never Gonna Give You Up." <laughs> <laughs> and just do the whole song. Just Fair go. use. <laughs> go. Fair use. Oh, they'll I stop it. it soon. No, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just keep cutting. Just keep cutting back into it. Just keep going, <laughs> going back. Uh, are you guys? Uh, are you guys happy with your your iOS nine watchOS two experiences? Well, are you ever you happy? Recall, are you ever happy? You assholes. As you may recall, <laughs> a week ago, as we recorded this show, I was saying how I still hadn't installed iOS nine, and it was officially coming out the day after we recorded. Have you still uh, not installed it? Well, no, no, no. As you, so you don't recall, but instead, I blocked out all my last week's show. Instead, I updated to nine point one. Oh, that's right, that's right. You decided to live on the bleeding edge again, and it has been borderline flawless. Like I have had, okay, very few issues. The only issue that I do have, and because I have it on both my iPad Mini and my iPhone six, is occasional like, um, something you see in a lot of iOS betas where. really stock behavior sometimes gets a little bit wonky. So like rotation when it's flipping, especially on the home screens, it takes an extra second to figure it out. And it doesn't do like the nice animation. It's just mm-hmm. like, you want me this way? Oh no, I'm sorry. You want me this way? And it just cuts like cut to yeah. other orientation. Like so very minor aesthetic things like that, but no crashes or other wonkiness. So I'm enjoying 9.1 and I honestly have no recollection other than the middle finger emoji of what I have. That's not part of 9.0. <laughs> so are you yeah, enjoying I'm not sure. 9.1? I'm not sure what the differences are either. Well, yeah. it's, it's not out yet, so there you go. Between nine one and nine zero, I'm enjoying nine one though. It's good. It's a pretty good iOS. Yeah, yeah. As far That's as iOSs go, you yeah. heard it here. The rebound review. It's pretty good. It's, uh, it's pretty yeah, good. Sorry, sorry, sorry. What else? It's pretty good. Uh, we did it. Oh, I guess I, we I, did I guess I had that words. on my. I guess I had that on my iPad. Um, not my iPhone. I was just thinking of my iPhone. Um, so I've got nine, nine on my iPhone, nine, one on my iPad. Um, and, but yeah, it seems my MacBook fine. air keeps prompting me to install 10.11.1, which I think is very sort of, uh, go getter of it. <laughs> Why haven't you done it? I, because I'm using this as a test system and I didn't want to, I don't have a stock 10.11 with, if I update it. So, oh, I see. Yeah. There you go. Responsible living responsibly. It doesn't sound like you. Um, I I had forgotten that um, 
iOS nine adds uh, like if you content have content Bluetooth. If you yeah, yeah that. <laughs> so I don't know, like forgot. I never saw it mentioned anywhere. <laughs> Nobody talked about ad blockers, so I have absolutely no idea. How would I, how would I know? Why doesn't somebody tell me these things? There was advertising for it. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> that would that would explain why I missed all those ads for peace. Um, but uh, I forgot that it, if you have a Bluetooth keyboard attached, that command tab shows you like a yeah. very Mac like. Yeah. Um, list of application switcher mm-hmm. the application switcher yeah it's really nice it's great isn't it because i always wanted that to work like when i was doing the experiments where i would work from the ipad uh i would instinctively hit that to switch between apps and, and then you know of course it would never work so you'd have to either if your keyboard had like a home button on it which the logitech one i have does you could double ta- mm-hmm. double click double press i don't even lost my verb there you could <laughs> hit it twice in rapid succession and it would show the switcher or the like uh, multi multi multitasking interface that's also what i yell to djs hit it twice in rapid succession (laughs) and then they do that as as immortalized in that famous line from casablanca (laughs) hit it twice sam (laughs) 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 um but so i'm 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 a fan of ios 9 i uh i like the hey siri training like i feel okay saying hey siri now even though our listeners might have devices that could be triggered by Hey Siri, because Hey Siri must be trained. It works really to your well. Voice. My my girlfriend and I were like each trained ours separately, and then we were like trying to trigger each other's Hey Series. Yep. And she could get mine, but I cannot get hers, which is hilarious. <laughs> so your girlfriend does a good Dan Moore impression. Apparently, much better mm-hmm. than my uh, my her impression. <laughs> <laughs> Referring, of course, to Scarlett. Referring, of course, to Scarlett Johansson. (laughs) Uh, But I was impressed with how well, because I I played around with it a little on my own to just see if I could, like, trick it by recording some really, like, Hersuri. Hersuri. And, yeah, that, it it was still pretty good at, like, figuring out what I was trying to say. And it seems to do a good job of of isolating that and make it so the other person can't accidentally treat it. Like you can, it looks like there is, I saw Christina Warren, I think writing something about this and she was testing it uh, and had a similar experience where like someone could uh, like impersonate her, but you know, it prevents what it was. It's not a security thing there, right? Like it's just there to be, uh, to prevent the accidental things. Right. Making it harder to accidentally trigger it is great. Great. I still think that they should give you the ability to give it a name. Yeah. That'd be nice. Yeah. I wish you could say anything other than "Hey Siri," honestly. Um, Yo, Goober. <laughs> how often do you uh, use the wrong triggers when talking to Siri versus Alexa, Dan? Uh, I mean, like, do I call Siri by the wrong name? Do you like? Do you say <laughs> during do you, sex? Do you say? <laughs> do you say "Hey Siri" to Alexa? Do you? I say start "Hey Alexa" to, to Alexa sometimes, yeah. but she she recognizes that. Okay, I think the main confusion is just there's just there's too many robots listening to me at all times, <laughs> especially when the iPhone S's come out, the six and six plus S situation where they're going to always be listening. Yes, exactly. So I, I now I'll have my choice of which robot to address my question to, and I can pit them against each other. Mm. Mm. That's why I like robots. Can you, can you can you get the can you get them talking to each other? Um, I don't know how long you could that, loop I don't it. Think, but... I don't think that would work. Yeah. I guess the only thing you could do is, you know, if you have the remote, or even if you, you don't use the remote, but if you, if you talk to Alexa and say, Simon says, excuse <laughs> me, if you say Simon says and then anything, Alexa will repeat whatever it is that you have just said. So you could do a Simon says, hey Siri, how are you? And then Siri would respond. So That's you pretty could good. Get that conversation you could going. probably say, you could probably also do like, talk to siri and say something about alexa and it would say i wouldn't understand what you meant by alexa when is the like what is the weather today and then you could get them talking to each other too probably mm-hmm. it's like i like that we're like we're like uh we're like robot matchmakers here like do you think we could set these two up like on a date oh they're, they're <laughs> you know they're gonna hit it um wait oh here's an important question about your siri in ios 9 have you changed <laughs> your siri voice because you can now change independently. You always used to be able to change it to the different languages, but the problem was that it would be associated with a location. So, for example, right. if you change it to the British one, it would uh, yeah. require you to speak in a British accent because otherwise it wouldn't understand you. But now, with the English voice anyways, you can change it to American, uh, British, Aus- or Australian. And male, female. And male or female. Uh, and so I now have a, I have a English, a male, I have like a Jarvis <laughs> Siri now, which I kind of dig. 
Is the voice as good as the the regular one? Though you know what, I I always have trouble with Siri because it it does that thing right where it starts with like a crappy voice and it's supposed to sort of download an optimized voice in the background. And sometimes I wonder if that gets stuck or doesn't happen because the the huh. British one I've had doesn't sound quite as good as I've heard it sound elsewhere. And so I'm not sure if I have the best quality British voice. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure if I have the best not- quality <laughs> English voice. <laughs> I apologize to all of our British listeners. Everyone, sorry, sorry. Well, and every, yeah, <laughs> everyone, everyone in every country, everywhere. Well, um, both Moltz and I, uh, since we spoke last, have uh, encountered smashed iPhone screens, which we're going to tell you all about. Oh, but first, we're, we're going to smash else. your iPhone screen, listeners. <laughs> yeah, listeners, to hear this ad read really closely, take your iPhone and smash it on the ground as hard as you can. <laughs> Uh, guess what? We're brought to you again today by SoftLayer, an IBM company. SoftLayer delivers a cloud built for power. You love power. Your business applications and computational workloads are unique, like flowers, so you deserve cloud resources that meet your specific needs. SoftLayer is one of the only cloud providers in the known universe that provisions dedicated servers and virtual servers from a single seamless platform, all on demand, all connected to the same open API, all connected to a global private network, and allowing you to scale your workloads up and down quickly with ample space for your storage-intensive tasks. SoftLayer is an IBM company. In fact, IBM uses SoftLayer as its cloud infrastructure foundation for all IBM cloud products and services. Even if you're not looking for infrastructure, you can benefit from SoftLayer infrastructure when you use platform or software services for IBM Cloud. Our listeners, every single one of them, even that guy, have the opportunity to get $500 of cloud infrastructure by visiting softlayer.com slash podcast. You can order bare metal servers, virtual servers, storage, networking, and security services from your choice of data center. They have 24 data centers around the world, and all of those servers and services are connected to SoftLayer's unique network of networks, which separates public, private, and management traffic, ensuring the traffic to and from your cloud infrastructure travels more efficiently. You can automate and control your cloud infrastructure with a granular API, which is one of my favorite kinds of APIs, to be honest, or in the easy-to-use SoftLayer customer portal. Visit softlayer.com slash podcast to get started with your $500 off servers, storage, network, and security on a cloud built for power from SoftLayer. That's S-O-F-T-L-A-Y-E-R dot com slash podcast. Word up. I always think we should have a, a guitar riff after heavy metal. Or what is it? No, it's bare, 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 bare metal. So, uh, as you may know, I have this T-Mobile thing where I get to trade in my iPhones. Oh, right, right. And I've already, I ordered the uh, 6S, and it's going to come, I think, on Friday via UPS. Uh, UPS is, emailed is, me. Is the Pope in your area, though? No, not in my area. Uh, UPS emailed me this past Friday, or maybe Saturday, saying it was going to come yesterday. <laughs> um, they were wrong, but they did email me saying it's going <laughs> to arrive on Monday, uh, which it did not. Um, you didn't get a review unit, I guess. No, and T-Mobile also sent me an email saying, "Hey, by the way, we're now charging you more each month, you and your wife." And I was like, "Say what?" And I called up T-Mobile because it went from being my fifteen dollars <laughs> monthly fee to being like thirty one dollars. And I said, "That seems like a giant increase that nobody said anything about." And they're like, "Oh, well, it's not actually that big of it's not an increase at all uh, because that's going to be thirty one dollars." <laughs> because because look over here, <laughs> yeah, but. but <laughs> Monthly in arrears, so there's going to be one month where I have to pay 31, and then every month after that, they're going to give me a credit for the previous month to bring it down to almost 15, but not all the way to 15. I'm going to pay $4 more a month because I got the 64 gigabyte version, Uh and I was like, that's weird, because the first time I did this, you guys just had me pay $100 up front, and then I didn't have to pay an increased monthly fee, and they're like, yeah, but since we didn't suggest you do that again when you trade it up, now you can pay $4 a month, and I was like, well, it's fine, right, because it's $4 a month, um, and... (laughs) Uh, that's $48 a year, so about $100 over two years, and I can trade it in twice more in oh the next God. 18 months, so I was these, like, it doesn't matter. These phone plans are just so increasingly Byzantine, right? Oh, it's like, ridiculous. I, I was trying to do this, so I did a roundup for Yahoo Tech of like all the ways to buy your phone, and like I, I swear to God, I dug through all these pages, and of course, I still get the email from T-Mobile PR, and I'm like, you didn't quite correctly represent this particular <laughs> plan, because this is, oh, by the way, that plan's not available on the website, it's only available in stores or over the phone. How the fuck was I supposed e- to know? E- yeah, really. Does John Legere call you up and swear at you? <laughs> um, he texts so, me emojis. He texts me the middle finger emoji just to swap. over and over again. But to do the uh, iPhone 6S swap, I've got to send back my 6 when the new phone arrives. And that w- they reserve the right to charge you if you return a damaged phone. 
So, of course, uh, over the weekend, <sighs> like one week before the returning, I dropped my phone on the street. Like, I wasn't doing anything stupid. I was literally just holding the phone. And <laughs> we'll be it. the judge of that. Yeah. No, it wasn't like I was, I, it wasn't like bumbling by the toilet. It was like, <laughs> let me hold my phone and then fail to be doing so. Hey, kids, <laughs> I can juggle iPhones. Check this out. <laughs> And, and I pick it up, and it is flaming iPhones. It's still, it was still totally functional, but it was smashed. Like oh. it, was, it was like a constellation of fractured glass <laughs> that got worse as the day progressed. And there's a guy here in central New Jersey who's popular on the My Town's uh, Facebook group as the guy who fixes smashed iPhones. I'm like, you know what? I'll take it to him because he's going to charge $95, and I don't know what T-Mobile's going to charge, and I know I don't want to do it myself. I was like, the devil I know is better. So he swapped it out. And I think it looks a tiny bit different now. So, so we'll see what happens. Like, you guys have iPhone 6s there in front of you, don't you? Yeah. Indeed. What does the home button look like? Uh, <laughs> it's a circle. A circle. It's glass. It's a recessed uh, circle. Recessed, so is yeah. there, is, there's no longer a logo on the button, right? Like, no. No, no there's never okay. been a. There's, yeah. Well, there was a little square. Not, there was a square not since, since the 5X. Around it. Right. Since the Touch yeah. ID, there has not a been a little is, thing on it. Isn't there like a, a a different color ring around the button, like to match your back? Or not something? on the black one. The black oh, one has the black? a okay. black. Yeah, has a the, black stainless oh. steel. Well, so maybe ring. it looks the same. Yeah the um, the gold one has gold rim. Um, okay, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about the white one. All right, so then I'm not going to worry about it. It's the same. Nobody will ever know. But he did a great job. So you just have don't to give this one to T-Mobile, right? Yeah. All right, we'll see what they say. I think they're going to say nothing because I don't think they give it to like experts. I think you. You know, inspector takes it out of the box yeah, and sees right. if it's smashed. Unless, unless the guy at the T-Mobile store listens to this right. podcast. If he does listen, he should stop listening for a second because I totally <laughs> busted the headphone jack. But it works. Oh man, it works. Part of the part of the impact like made it so that uh, just by putting a uh, a headphones thing in and out a few times, which is what I call it. Um, <laughs> it uh, it seems put the headphone thing it. in and out a few times, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> but but doing that did loosen it up enough that it works now. So the headphone jack, it's all fine. It's a great phone. The new owner of this phone is going to love it. It's a Lex Freeman original. I'm going to yeah. sign the insides. So, yeah, I'm always it's interested. A work of art. People have talked about the whole, like, what happens to those phones, right, when you trade them in, which I think is an interesting point, right? Because most of the time they get sort of refurbished and passed along to new customers. But both, I mean, both the carriers and Apple stand to get, like, a bunch of used phones if they, you know, with the people who are on, like, fast upgrade plans. So the guy who just did this glass fix for me said he is 100 percent certain that they strip most of them for parts interesting and, do, and for repairs basically. oh really yeah they, huh. they just you know, now that there's part. no used phone market anymore um because of there's so many other phones like now there's no they you're exactly right they have too many so it's like they can reuse the glass they can use you know like headphone adapter pieces and whatever yeah, else is in there i'm not a, i'm, I'm not sure there's, a, use, there's a used phone market overseas but i don't think there's yeah i don't think there's one much of one here and i don't see apple like taking all these phones and putting them into boxes and shipping them overseas to sell them right yeah. right well but they do sell refurb so for example i was considering this week whether to buy a new ipad and i eventually decided to order a, a, a refurbished ipad air 2 um, because the 64 gig version of that is the same price as a uh, 64 gigabyte ipad mini 4 uh, I decided I want to try out the larger form factor with the producti- productivity stuff. But I assume in the same case here, you have basically, you know, they sort of what, like melt together a bunch of broken iPads <laughs> into a new, more powerful iPad. <laughs> but they don't, yeah, but they don't sell all refurbished iPhones. They at, least not on their, at least not on their website. They surely have. I mean, I don't know if they have any right now, but I've seen it in the past. But there's no, there's no icon for them. Well, if there's no icon, it's impossible. So... And there's no there's no listing in the uh, in the thing on the sidebar. Well, it, it I, depends because so the refurb stuff for them goes in and out of uh, of availability, so it's possible. I know that, that but, but I know that, but they usually have at least like a thing, and it's grayed out when it's not available. So they don't sell. I don't think I really don't think they sell them through the website. That seems bizarre. Why wouldn't you? Uh, I um, well, so but the, the takeaway from my story at least. <laughs> Because I want to hear about how uh, Moltz's got smashed. I actually know a part of it, but I want everybody to It's a to short hear. story. <laughs> it might be a crossover for both shows. One iPhone yeah, smashed. Yeah, definitely. For sale. But, uh, I did just order. <laughs> Never, Never loved. loved. I, uh, I did just yesterday. God, Amazon site is like choking for me right now. But I did just yesterday order a, uh, a case for my iPhone 6. <laughs> Good I idea. guess for the iPhone 6S. I got the one. Is that, that like was... leaving the, the horse that's out of the barn? Yes. 
but I got the one recommended by uh, our friends over at uh, the Wire Cutter, since oh. I was so happy with their NAS the f- recommendation for the six S. Got? I got well. I got an iPhone six one because their article says okay. it will work for the success. Is it as the well. Incipio? It is the Incipio. I have it. I like it. Ding 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 ding. Like the Incipio impact resistant NGP case. Um, I did see, by the way, because as as Dan may remember, I'm a, I'm a battery case fan aficionado. Um, Mofi just put <laughs> out um, an iPhone six battery case. They haven't said specifically yet if it works with a six S, although it probably will. Um, that they say is thinner than most protective cases, which mm-hmm. is the first time they've done like a thin case. So it's pretty interesting. And they're like, it can give you a 60% charge. <laughs> so you know what I hate though? No this, so I'm sorry. Is this the, uh, the shock absorbing dual pro case for iPhone six black, black? What? What? <laughs> You're talking about the Incipio one? Yes. Um, I see it as Incipio impact resistant NGP case. I got the blue one because it was the cheapest one, and I'm a cheap person. <laughs> I got I have a black one because I also. I just I hate cheapest. I hate ones that have like the brand logo with a fucking case. Oh company, no, this this like, one is actually slightly translucent, on the... so you can almost see. I mean, you can see the Apple logo through it. There is an Incipio like oh. chiseled in, but it's not okay. It's, it's not, not blaring. Like, yeah, yeah. Mine, yeah. I mine's opaque, so I don't. I you can't even see the logo through this one, and the company logo is like embossed on it, so yeah, it's that's on black. You can't really read it. Okay. Yeah, so, I, I think this one's pretty good. Um, I, I've actually been very pleased in it. You, I mean, you know what? It was like 15, 20 bucks. Like you can't beat the price. Yes. It's you can buy them for between eleven and fifteen dollars. Oh yeah. You can. <laughs> <laughs> so, so John, uh, what challenge accepted because <laughs> uh, i got i have well anyway yeah so my phone um we went to the fair last night oh, well um, that was your first mistake that was my first mistake was and you're last. Last. so my 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 two experiences at the fair one was the years ago actually i guess i think we technically have three experience i have three experiences at the fair the first one um we went to the fair and i got food poisoning <laughs> and was throwing up for hours after the fair um, so that was not a lot of fun. And then we went again when my son was little and that one was fine. And then last night we went to the fair again and we're standing on one of these long lines waiting for to get on a roller coaster. And I let my son play with my phone while we were standing in line. And of course he dropped it and it smashed on the, <laughs> on the, um, on the pavement there. Um, so, and, but I, as I noted on Twitter, the joke's on him because in three days it's his phone. <laughs> so... How smashed and is it? And the terrible, the stupid thing is I did buy a case because I knew I was going to give him the phone. I knew he would need a case because, you know, Butterfingers. Um, and I just didn't have it on the phone at the time um, because I don't need a case because I never dropped my phone. Your, your first mistake, John, was naming your son Butterfingers. <laughs> like, like, that's just a self-fulfilling problem. But it's just so funny to name your child Butterfingers. But, uh, that's all Butterfingers oh. Also, the Butterfingers people paid me a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so how smash is it is are you are you repairing it what's the what's the deal i don't know i i think i have some kind of protection plan through verizon so i gotta i gotta call them and figure out if i can get your son will learn his lesson when he embeds sharp shards of glass in his yeah it's not well remember every day it's isolated to the top which is actually pretty good um there's one crack that goes all the way across the screen but most of it is up in that that little bezel part up at the top so it's not even stuff that you touch which is which is good now you it's guys still... have me you guys have me paranoid now like i'm not gonna take my phone anywhere for yeah. the next like three days yeah. <laughs> what, what was the one that i because I, I got i got a case and it was only like nine bucks or something and that's fine and it doesn't it's clear it's like smoke colored whatever the hell they call that um <laughs> i think it's yeah. the smoky joe <laughs> smoky <laughs> joe smoky barbecue sauce case <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, Incidentally, I just got as we were doing this. That? I got a UPS max, notification. Max boost. I got a notification from UPS that they have scheduled. Is your you, your your package is scheduled? Has package scheduled for delivery tomorrow? Estimated delivery time by end of day. <laughs> What's that for? That's your phone not or something. No, else? that's for the iPad. That's oh, that's iPad. that's no. not a schedule. If you say sometime by the end of the day, it will arrive. We don't know when, <laughs> but you so, will totally get it. Uh, so my, my case is uh, nine bucks, man. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. And so you're saying the case was not on the phone at the time. It was not. No, it was not on the phone. At the time. Oh, we'll see. Cause like, like I said, I don't drop my phone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I do mistakenly give it to my kid who drops his phone. Yeah. I, I blame you for this. Well, it is my fault ultimately. However, he's the one who will suffer for it. <laughs> you should get it fixed. That's my thing. I, I, I mean, at least eventually we will. We will. 
<laughs> I got a few things to do before do we, Friday. Do we know if the the so the six and the six S are slightly different sizes, right? So the six cases may or may just not barely. work. I've supposedly just barely that that the six S is a little bit thicker. I think. Yeah, so, I've heard it's like I think Mossberg's review said eleven percent thicker, which probably makes it sound a lot bigger than it actually is because of how thin the damn that, phones are. Yeah, that's wire true. cutter said. Yeah, wire cutter says that they tried it and that it all fit. Every, all the cases they brought with them to the Apple event still fit. So. Okay. Well, I will. I will. <laughs> they just like brought like a bag full of it's cases. What they do? I, what uh, they do. Which is funny because I was standing next to Dan Frakes and I didn't see him like furiously <laughs> trying cases on phones. But. It's hilarious because I I do have these shipment notifications from UPS from T-Mobile, and uh, they still say on the T-Mobile website expected delivery nine nineteen with no status. <laughs> nice. Any any Good moment times. now. Yeah, um, well, I have, to, I have to go in the store for mine because I'm doing my, as we discussed, I think last week, my my rigmarole of trying to like switch lines and stuff. So that's going to be an exciting Friday uh, morning. Yeah, I'm going to have to do that too. It's going to. I'm going to spend all Friday doing this. Basically, that's my that's Yay. my plan. Yeah, we're going to yeah. we'll, we'll broadcast live. It'll be great. <laughs> God, <laughs> I'm still here. Um, I'm interested to see because because I've got to go into the Apple Store to get so I've got an appointment. Yeah, same here. To get. Whoa phones on their their <laughs> Plus payment the, plan. Your, your cavities will get filled while you wait <laughs> now that i'm doing today <laughs> what time's um, your dentist appointment 11 o'clock that's the wrong answer come on man <laughs> wait, say sir, what i want the, you to say i don't know what 2 30 <laughs> oh god no i will not say that <laughs> got no wonder i didn't know i i also have small children in my family <laughs> <laughs> Man, oh man. Uh, so did you guys get so, your refunds uh, but, for peace yet wait wait okay let john roll it back roll it back because you brought up walt mossberg and walt um Rewind. i believe or no it was joanna stern um <laughs> Same, review the, basically very easy to, to well he used to work for for the wall street <laughs> journal and now she still she does work for the wall street journal isn't that right yeah, yeah. and walt works for both recode and the verge which i don't understand but go ahead it, they're like part of the anyway yeah yeah uh new media and uh, she said that um, the battery life is kind of a problem. Really? I, everybody yeah. else has said that it, they basically got the same, if not better, on the 6S. Oh, really? The okay. Well, she said she seemed to indicate it was worse. Okay. That's a, uh, Christina uh-huh. Warren's review said that it, she thought it was as good, if not slightly okay. better. Okay. So your mileage may, may vary, depending on what mm-hmm. you're doing. Right. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I think it's very <laughs> hard for one person with one phone to test. In a matter of days. Yes, I, I agree. True. I agree. True. We'll have to wait for the more rigorous, more rigorous right. testing. But You'll we'll, have to know what, what it's really your own usage, right? All you yeah. care about is in the way you I mean, my iPhone phone. 6, I have enough trouble with now, like, especially with the watch. It, um, I find that my iPhone gets pretty low by the end of the day, which it never used to pre Apple watch. Um, hmm. Hey, remember when this was a show where all we would do is talk about the Apple? <laughs> uh, speaking of, of we'll hey get Siri, there. though, we'll get there. I do, I do find that the watch has rarely interested in hearing me say "Hey Siri" on no. the first try. I have to do it at least twice. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I don't have that problem. Well, look at you. Look at this. See, guy. see. So my review is is glowing. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I I'm mean, but that, that raises the question of uh, watch OS two. What do yes. you guys? What do you guys? Oh, think but then so you far? you totally skipped my topic. Yeah, That's you fine. skipped his topic. I, I, I didn't mean to Which skip I it. I was looking for was. a more natural segue. That's fine. That's fine. We can come back okay. to that. I, I want to address that as well. But I, I agree. Oh, that one. Yeah. Okay. I agree with activity ring gate. Um, this is a problem to me. I what, don't the colors? like. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I like. The I don't the like co- that the activity rings are colorful on my utility face. I actually want them back to monochrome. I can see that. Um, I kind of like, I mean, since I'm using modular, I like it because it jazzes it up a bit, but yeah, sure. I, I like, I, I like it even on utility. I'm, I'm enjoying the colors cause it makes it much easier for me to tell at a glance, which ring is which that's true. I would never be able to tell. I, um, it's, I still probably can't tell. <laughs> Here's I what wouldn't. I don't get <laughs> oh, go ahead. related to that is so I have a calendar widget in the top right corner and it now shows a little calendar icon next to it. Which I don't understand, like just a little like schematic. This is, like, your, this is your calendar. Yeah, exactly. So it says like the, the time of my next appointment, like twelve p.m., and then it has a little like the little icon for the calendar app next to it. And I'm like, that seems like a a waste of space because <laughs> uh, before I believe it just showed the time. Uh, and I guess that they oh they all they, have them. 
I guess it assumes that that's like a you wanna, confusion potentially, like because any it could look like right, a time or a, or a timer or something. I you want to talk about a waste of space? Look at the stocks, the stocks utility. Well, that's why I never <laughs> use this that arrow. It's got this arrow going up and down. <laughs> Um, have you guys installed anything with third-party complications yet? It's funny that you mentioned that. So I no. hadn't done a lot of reading to understand even how to. And I thought for sure there would be a way that I could access them from the watch. And it seems like that's not really the case. Um, that you have to do it from the phone. What do you mean? To, to like, enable third-party oh, you, you complications? Have to ins- well, you have to install them. You have, you have to, to install the app. It's just the app. It should show right. up once you've installed the app. However, I've run into, I ran into some problems with it this morning. But it, not a problem with it showing up. Um, it's also possible in some cases that, I mean, first of all, the apps need to be updated, um, which I ran into some issues with apps <laughs> like the the watch app on the phone disagreed with the watch as to whether an app was installed or not. Yeah, I, I had an issue where uh, when I went to see, do I have any apps with custom uh, complications? Um, I was like, well, I'm sure I'm sure Dark Sky has one. Yeah. And then I went and it's like, we don't even have Dark Sky installed. And then I checked the watch and sure enough, I did not have Dark Sky yeah. installed. But I know I did at some point. But I guess that shows how often I relied on the Dark Sky app on my watch it's, because I have no idea how long it's been. I missing. didn't love the Dark Sky app on the watch <laughs> as part of it. So, yeah. Well, I like the idea of a custom complication from them, I think. But I still can't get the app to show up. I've told the watch app to install Dark Sky and it's like, eh, well, I'm, I'm yeah, working on I've it. Been, I've been there. Um, yeah, this morning you're not, I, the, you're not the boss of me. I yeah. was wrestling with it all morning because I did get the app installed, but every time I launched it, it would say like location, like you haven't given it location permissions, and I'm like, there is no location permission thing on the watch or on the <laughs> Apple Watch app. What the fuck? <laughs> and so uh, I went through a whole like I was uninstalling the the watch app, reinstalling the watch app. I was restarting the phone and the watch, uh, and eventually, what I did at someone's suggestion on Twitter was uninstall the iphone app and reinstall it and that seemed to do it other people then later including craig hockenberry said if you turn the location services for dark sky on your phone off and then on again it will work but regardless it did not work quite as smoothly as intended so it now seems to be functioning although it looks the place where i have it down at the bottom um looks identical to the apple weather widgets so there you go i don't understand why some of these companies are making watch apps like one eight hundred one eight hundred contacts as a watch. <laughs> oh, that's really weird. Why would they like, do that? What the hell do you think that I want? Oh my god! And you can show it in glances. <laughs> Great. How uh, many contacts do you think I'm going to order? One eight hundred. Yeah, one thousand eight hundred contacts. I, I, I see. Okay, so like, I haven't yet restarted my. Oh, hey, the Dark Sky app just installed. (laughs) I undid it and redid it like three times. I don't know where, but I I won't restart my phone or watch to make things work. Like that's where I draw the line. I don't know why, but it's who I am. I will say, having the watch has dissuaded me from using my preferred technique if my phone is having trouble holding on to a good signal, whether cellular or otherwise. Airplane mode. Because you hit airplane and mode. And you forget and to put the watch forget, out of airplane And then you're, like, mode, you're yeah. wearing your watch for seven hours and your watch has done nothing <laughs> oh. because it's in airplane mode too. Yep, I've done that. And uh, so now I almost never toggle airplane mode because I'm like, well, if I do that, I'll have to go to a glance and then press a <laughs> button. And like, Life is that hard. seems like a lot of work. Forget it. I'll just have no cellular connection on my phone instead. <laughs> um, I, uh, the, here's one small thing. I noticed the change in watchOS 2, which I hadn't seen mentioned, although maybe I, I was just not picking up on it so previously if you were in the app view of the apple watch and you like panned around and were looking at a different section of like you know like a different part of the grid or whatever you would press the digital crown and it would return you to the center and then if you pressed it again it would return you to the watch face they've now Mm -hmm. taken away the second one so if you're off center on the app grid and you press the digital crown once it takes you back to the center and immediately zooms you back into the watch face which i actually kind of like i think that yeah makes sense that's that's always that's basically always what i want what i want to do every time yeah so that was a small change that i noticed that i enjoyed um i i haven't really run into like i don't use the nightstand mode um, I was trying to remember what the other sort of watch OS two improvements were. I would play, I, I played around with the new faces last night, actually. I would use nightstand mode if it just stayed on. That's like, the you're thing. plugged in. Mm. Just stay on. Right, right. I was shocked that it didn't do that. I See, used I it last night I, for the first time and I was like, What I wouldn't hell? want that because then I have the light glaring at me. I don't I don't even like to have my uh, I like that my alarm clock lets me turn off the display unless I trigger it. Dan, trust me, I somebody's have, glaring at you every night. <laughs> I have Kleek I have Kleek lights on me all the time. So <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's read a book. What professional, I, prof, 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 <laughs> preferably in German. Um, 
So I, I, you know, as we've discussed numerous times, the the side switch, which Apple officially calls the the side button, I guess, mm-hmm. is stupid. It's not um, a switch, and it's a button. And uh, but what I like about the button, and there's not much, but what I do like about it is. It sometimes does other things. <laughs> like every once in a while you get in a screen and I'm like, I don't want to be here. And I use it as a back button because it feels weird to use the crown as my back button in those cases. And every time I push it, it just goes back a step. So I don't know how it knows to do that or in what modes it'll do that. But every once in a while, if it's like I'm looking at a message and I don't want to send that message or something and I hit that, it's like, okay, I'll abandon it and take you back. Weird. I have not noticed that, but that's hmm. interesting. I'm going to take note the next time I do it because I do it accidentally. And I'm like, oh, wait, what did I just do? But um, I'm gonna. It, it does happen. So there. I uh, I was looking through the uh, Apple Watch page, and one of the things they highlight is good news: transit information on your wrist. If you live in one of like ten cities yeah, or in right. China, yeah, that's been my one of my big frustrations because I think that's one of the big selling points for iOS nine and Watch OS two is I, I really looking forward to transit information, but there is no transit information for Boston yet. So my ha- my hopes have been dashed um, once again. So Once how again, do I make Dark Sky recognize that I have a location? <laughs> go to the location services on your phone, turn off Dark Sky's access to location, and then turn it on again and see if that fixes it. Turn it off it, and on it again. That's, that's pretty much not. what it always did. It did not affect <laughs> How do you force quit an app on the watch? That you you hold down the side button oh my God, really? until the menu pops up, and then you hold down the side button again until it disappears. Uh, Enjoy this. Totally Enjoy right. your simple Apple Watch life. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. It's so intuitive. Apparently, Siri on the Apple Watch can now works. check your glances. Yes, that's true. What does that mean? You can say, like, show me the X glance and it'll check go directly my to it. So check you, my glances. If you have, like, 15 glances and you don't want to swipe all the way through, you can say, show my battery glance, and it should do it. Uh, okay. That's the idea. Well, that's that's kind of a, cool. I guess. I still think glances are broken, but that's... Oh, so wait. <laughs> so, have, you, have you tried AirPlay? <laughs> no. What the heck? Where does that? How does that even work? AirPlay. I don't know any of this stuff. So wait, you said that I can tweak my complications right here on the watch. Let's say I'm doing it live. <laughs> right now, I've got a 67 degrees up there. Oh. That's the Apple one. All right, world clock, timer, stocks. Oh, dark sky! I saw it! I saw it! Dark sky. I had a guy on so, Twitter complain to me that all it did see. was show a launcher for the dark sky app because it just said dark sky. I'm like, you, your yours is broken. Yeah, it, it showed a raindrop for a little while, and now it just says 68 degrees. <laughs> so it's pretty much the same. I mean, yeah, right. That's the thing. Is it oh, like right. I'm hopeful that when there's an actual alert or something, that maybe it will be more. Yeah, uh, were we useful, not in drought but... conditions across the globe, then maybe we would know what else the dark sky <laughs> app does. Should I change to using Fantastical instead of the calendar one? Sure, let's do that too. It's exactly the same data. It's exciting. <laughs> All right. Well, we've learned so much about But it's about branded, but it's branded data. It's true. Right? Which is better. It's always better. Objectively, objectively uh, oh, better. I, I haven't checked. I hope 1-800-CONTACTS has a complication. <laughs> Fantastic Hell doesn't do a complication in the one spot where I wanted to put it, so never mind. Wait, okay, so John, were you asking about the AirPlay button on the settings thing? Yeah, what is that? I don't know, well, but it doesn't the, work for yeah. me. On the glance, the settings glance. In the glance, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't do shit Well, it me. shows my... It shows... My two options are Apple Watch and then my Bluetooth headphones. Oh, it must be just for where music, if you're playing oh, music. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. That's yeah. what it's for. Well, that's not really. It's not AirPlay so much yeah, as it's it is not like what I can, speaker it's, it's audio I can't outsource, get, yeah. I assume that when I get the new Apple TV, it'll let me project my iPhone, my my Apple Watch face onto my Apple TV. <laughs> Good news, kids. We've got that's a what new I really clock. Want. <laughs> uh, I played, so, speaking of clocks, I played with the new, uh, the new photo faces the other night, and my general feeling is I actually do kind of like the um, – there's one – there's two photo – there's like a photo face where you pick a specific photo, and there is a photo album face that basically cycles through your favorites mm-hmm. um, on in the iCloud photo library and displays them. Um, which is kind of nice because I, I kind of dig that one because every time you lift your wrist, it shows you a new picture essentially. So you can designate like, you know, a dozen different uh, favorites and then have those pop up. But the faces are still absolutely useless because they right. only show That's you the, the time. That's the problem. Um, yeah. But they, I can can also, cu- they can't be customized. Right. And I understand kind of why that is because if you started putting complications all over the place, you wouldn't, the whole point of the photo goes away in some ways. But um, yeah, it's still annoying for something that is a supposed to be a smartwatch. Yeah, but I, I can see why, you know, again, I can see, like, situations where if I wanted, like, a nice watch face, I would use that as opposed to, um, you know, the utility face or something. 
<laughs> nice watch face. You know, like I'm, you know, you're like uh, you're like going out. You're going out for the evening. And you think you think a picture is better? I think it looks. It, it's got a certain amount of class to it. All right. Okay. Depends what your pictures of. I that's hate true. It. Yeah, I'm all all of my favorites are just terrible. Well, that, I went through and weeded out my favorites for the first time because of that. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's a favorite. How does that happen? Yeah, essentially, if there were screenshots. In there, yeah, like, yeah probably. <laughs> um, any other any other thoughts about WatchOS two? Some of the complications now are larger, right? Uh, because like the simple on the simple face, well, at least the um, uh, the, the activity thing, the activity the circle actually breaks into the square created by the watch face. In which one? You know what I mean. Um, it doesn't matter. Okay, I think, <laughs> well, some, of, I think some of them are some of them are bigger. You're going to make a post on a very nice website, and you'll have some screenshots. That's yes, right. Then we'll know yeah. all about it. Well, I do appreciate that. Now with uh, what do they call it? Time travel is that what time it's called? Yeah. yeah. With time travel, if uh, the hour hand is blocking the date, I can just move it. Oh, and right. See, that's smart. So that's I didn't even think about that, but that's a great point. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, that's true. I actually have enough meetings that scrolling through them in this way is pretty helpful. Yeah, I was going to say I can imagine situations yeah. where that would be helpful. I wish that the weather thing would update. It does. <laughs> oh, it does. It does. Wow, you're right. It does. Yeah, yeah. It totally does. Oh, it's hey, by the way, tonight. By the way. Yeah, so it's it's going to get really warm. <laughs> it's going to get all the way up to 72 degrees later. Wee. Sorry, that's fun. Um, okay, so before we run out of time, did you guys get your peace refunds yet? <laughs> I have not, but I have peace still. I did not buy peace. I did just so. to see kind of what the hubbub was about. Yeah. Although I think in looking at them, and I was just writing a piece about content blockers, I think one blocker oh, is guy. the most interesting of the ones I've seen because that's the one that actually has like yeah. granular settings for but what the problem. But the problem is, I got that, and the problem is the granularity is so it's like you you scroll have you scrolled through that list? Yeah. Oh my god, there's like ten thousand things in that list. Well, no, I mean you can right. So what's nice about one blocker, which I did get, is that you can say you know don't block ads, just block privacy trackers, or block them all. Not like the opposite of privacy trackers, um, but you know what I mean. <laughs> And anti-privacy trackers. Check my privacy. Uh, um, you have no privacy. Yeah, right, Okay, right. job done. Like, Nothing to look at. I don't know what else they can... like. So they clearly... The list of like which advertisers should I block since it's top, default is all or none. Uh, they need to have like sets, right? You have to have some... Like, none of which should be enabled by default, I guess. But they should have like... Here yes. is our curated list of, uh, you know, reputable ad-serving companies. Um, or however you want to define it, because it's weird. I do think, and we talked about this a little bit last time, maybe maybe well, we didn't, I don't know. It's kind of funny that um, almost to a person, if you have deck ads on your site, you are pretty much in favor of <laughs> deck ads as the ads that should be allowed through. And also, you think that the, the privacy tracking that they did, or the anti-privacy tracking that they did, was just <laughs> kind, was of an, kind of an accident. Right. It was like, you oh, know, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah, yeah the, good. the the hubbub. I mean, it's nice this. they got rid of it. They because they have said that they've got, they're getting rid of it. But but um, you know, I mean, come on. By the way, I, I spoke to Google, and Google's like, our ads are fine. So just <laughs> throwing that out there. Uh, and it turns out that most people who have Google ads on their website are also okay with. <laughs> I mean, I you know, literally, my my feeling is that those ads are fine. I I I never am bothered by seeing a deck ad. But, and, and, the but there are many other, but there are many other ads that I f- also feel are fine too. But that's my preference. And I mean, I am a fan of the deck and the way they built that, and it was an inspiration to me, frankly, with Podlexing back in the day. You almost um, got the name of your old company yeah, right. wrong. <laughs> no, I knew the name. I just you you kind of stumbled over it. Like, what well, was this called I, again? I, I hate saying it. It's the problem. Who am I? Glenn named it. But so, um, <laughs> the downside to. Uh, the deck and the reason that, that people don't mind its ads is because they're, they're, I don't have any hard numbers to back this up, but I'm 100% confident in my analysis here. They're probably some of the least effective ads on the internet, right? Like they are so subtle and they are so understated that it's very much about what audience they're reaching and not about what numbers of page views and everything else they're doing. They want to be associated with those places. Also, my favorite bit that came out of this whole argument over this, I think, was the Verges. Wasn't the Verges story about, like, how uh, content blockers are killing the indie web? Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's like, 
By indie web, of course, you mean a website funded by giant corporations, including, I think, like, Comcast bought a slice of Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. In right. what fucking world are you indie? <laughs> and the, um, the, the, I had a, the day before, so, and obviously everybody who listens to the show knows Marco eventually pulled the app, and Apple is now refunding everybody automatically, because um, he pulled it, I think, two days after its release, and that's unusual. Um, although I totally understand where he was coming from in yeah. doing so and had no objection. Um, but the the tweet that I posted that got decent response and then some people hating me was, I, I want to have people explain to me the uh, what makes it more morally wrong, not legally wrong, but more morally wrong to pirate a paid uh, content blocker. <laughs> Wait, sorry. Run that back <laughs> I, one more time. I want to know the moral argument against pirating a paid content blocker so the moral argument again you're arguing that you're 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 asking what is the moral argument if i against me going and stealing a content blocker right if i want to get a content blocker for free instead of paying for it what's the moral argument against it with my point being in case you pick up on my careful irony there is that what you're going for (laughs) that like it's it doesn't strike me as so dissimilar from saying i want something for free that other people would like to profit from I'm just saying. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, that's that's not unreasonable. I thought all the yeah. people who got annoyed with Marco for pulling the app was insane. Like, I mean, I understand your frustrations if you bought the app, but again, since Apple, if Marco suggests right. people get refunds and the Apple gave everyone refunds, it's like, and the app will probably continue to work even if you like if you bought it. Um, you let the guy do whatever the hell he wants. I mean, it's right. right. <laughs> what business of that is yours? <laughs> Right. I mean, that's what I said something like. I don't think it doesn't make sense to me that someone should become an indentured servant to customers, you know, after they decide they don't want to be in a business anymore. Right. Exactly. So I have I have no bones with I think Marco made the decision that's right for him. And I I'm fully in favor of the decision he made. Uh, And I thought he was pretty classy about it. And then I thought the people who were, uh, you know, giving him shit for it were pretty classless so yeah I, yeah I ideally say. you would do that before you ship the product right yeah, but <laughs> so, i can understand I mean, why no, no, the debate I, changed but, your mind about it yeah. but still you know i mean he came to the decision when he did and so he did what he felt was right i the only yeah and so i've given that a lot of thought and i'm trying to understand what made it that uh why was it only after release that he realized that he didn't want to have that app out there the way it was and uh, I don't buy any of the conspiracy theories, by the way, that you know no, that no. anybody forced to do. I think it was his own decision. Yeah, I agree. but I'm guessing it's a number one thing, right? Like I'm wondering if if the app did only, and I'm saying only in quotes, but if the app was only as successful as Overcast, uh, is it still in the App Store? Like, was part of the problem, part of the motivation mm-hmm. for pulling it? Like every single person. Well, it's who probably probably makes you it. probably makes you think about it a lot more. Yeah. Um, and the other thing, I mean, like uh, I noted to somebody else was that uh, there's. There's just been so much. I mean, there's been a lot of ink spilled over this topic and people have thought a lot more about it in the past week and a half, whatever, mm-hmm. than maybe in the in the previous few months. Yeah. It's like you didn't really I don't think everybody considered everything until it really happened. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of implications of it that I think we didn't realize until we saw what the products kind of looked like, too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because as Lex pointed out, like, you know, there is uh, most of these don't have the facility for being selective about ads they uh, block or not. There are whitelist functionality in a lot of them. So you can say specific sites that you don't want to b- block ads from. But that's, you know, that's a lot of work for a lot of users aren't going to bother with that. Right. They're just going to mm-hmm. turn it on and not right. worry and, about and it. And there, especially and not that it would be so much easier on a Mac anyway, but. If there were some, you effectively want to be able to force touch on ad units that you don't like and say, this ad server yeah. is obnoxious, but there, there's no technology for that uh, or no support for that from Apple. Because <laughs> right. you can maybe set up a bookmarklet that then is going to say, I don't like all the ad units on this page. And then it goes to a server and then that server updates your ad. Like, it's a nightmare. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, well it, seems like, it seems like somebody should go through and kind of grade them somehow yeah, yeah but then who you know i mean who are you you know then you have well, to worry but, about but i think a lot person. of people a lot of people just want somebody else to do that and yeah. not like you know i mean so you know they it's do a lot that of with, work with lots of different content stuff i mean you know like adult sites and right. you know what's kids safe and well, things like that so it's like it's someone just needs to do it and then you know <laughs> people will be able to rely on you well, know it like easily like, rely on something and say block this you it, know block at this level yeah. it seemed like you know marco using ghostery's database was kind of the closest we have mm-hmm. to that, but even that, I'm wondering if they'll do something like if Ghostery will bother doing something like that 
because uh, it seems like it makes sense from where they are. Yeah. It would be nice. Yeah, it would be nice if they did that. But I mean, you know, I kind of sympathize with both sides of this argument, both as someone who makes a living from sites that primarily run ads, um, which is to say, yeah, as Lex said before, like if you you just want something without paying for it or exchanging whatever information, you know, whatever social Mm -hmm. contract you've agreed with. But as a consumer and someone who serves a lot of websites, the fact that you turn on these things and the pages load so much damn faster, yeah, you know, yeah. and the, all the, the the truly like creepy privacy stuff that gets done, it's like, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I think the fundamental question comes down to: Are you blocking ads or are you blocking bad actors within the ad community? Right? And so far, there's not a way to easily distinguish those yeah. two things. Yeah. Well, and that was the thing that irked me about Neely Patel's thing on The Verge was that he was his, his thing was saying. Oh, you know, everyone's saying it's about um, user experience, but it's not. It's about back money. It's about big money deals in Silicon Valley, you know, like trying to, you know, Apple trying to screw Google and Facebook. It's like, no, it's actually it's about both. I mean, there's there's no reason that I mean, why the hell would people run out and pay money for an ad blocker if it wasn't about user experience? Yeah, because they they want Apple to succeed over Google. No, nobody gives a shit about that. Yeah, because you want to have their game. They want to get their damn web experience back. Right. And I and I think that there's there's certainly a strategic position like that from Apple, probably. But yeah, as you point out, that's not the only reason for it to be there. And right. I think, you know, more to the point, uh, I don't know, there were people with the conspiracy. I think Gizmodo, uh, Gizmodo uh, published something <laughs> about um, what was it like? Oh, yeah, this is the perfect time because they're, they're putting in ad blockers just as they launch Apple News and they'll serve up their own ads on it or whatever. And it's like. Yeah, because Apple's advertising <laughs> ventures so far have <laughs> gone so, so well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I don't buy that at all. That's that also because it that that article had very much as as tried and true for Gizmodo had very much of a Apple is mandating that you do this thing. <laughs> it is the secret police, right? So yeah. Um, end of the day, I I have Peace installed and it's still running right now. Uh, it, just because again it sped up everything I was doing, but I will probably either swap it out or turn it off again at some point. Um, and I, I do support, I think that the indie sites, you know, like Gruber and, and Jason, you know, doing stuff that runs sponsorships is a much better sustainable model for those sites. Obviously, I don't think that works with something like The Verge, but um, I think that the those are the things I prefer to support. Because you write for them, Dan. That's right. <laughs> I'm in the pocket of big, small sites. Big, big small sites. i'm officially recording that's fantastic what are you all doing (laughs) what is this what is this foley artist hour (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Hold on, but I walk over to the door. On. Hang on, there's a horse galloping by. <laughs> I can't do I can't do horses. That's my weakness. <laughs>